0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: Do you find yourself in a a tough place right now? You know, maybe you've been waiting on God to show up and quite honestly, you're tired of waiting and you're tempted just to take an easy way out. The thing is, God loves us. The enemy hates us. He will never offer anything good.
0: Best-selling author and speaker Sheila Walsh helps us prepare to resist the devil and his lies, next on Life Today.
1: Hi, welcome to Life Today. I'm Sheila Walsh and I'm glad you could join us. One of the things I thought might be kind of fun this year or a, you know, kind of a new commitment we could do is, I would love on some days on this show to be able to, to take your prayer requests and, and agree with you in prayer. Because sometimes, you know, I got a couple of letters on my desk when I got back um, from a trip recently And there were from women saying, you know, I feel like I'm completely by myself. One is in a nursing home, um, doesn't get out much. She is able to get to church on Sunday because someone will come and pick her up in her wheelchair. But one of the things I love about um, the gift of television, or even if you're watching on computer, is that you're not alone that we can join together, that we can pray for one another, that we can encourage each other. I just want you to know if there's something that's really on your heart, um, then we would love the privilege here at Life. You know, you get to see me sitting here on the sofa, but there's a bunch of us here and we care about you and we want you to know God sees you. You are not alone. One of the things I thought might be helpful is to look at some of the things we're instructed to do in Scripture and kind of unpack pack them. If you think about it, there's so many things we're told to do, and we want to obey God, but we don't always know, well, how do I do that? So for today, I want us to look at a verse that might be familiar to you. It's found in James chapter 4, verse 7, and it says this, so humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I mean, it sounds simple enough, but how do we do that? You know, how do we resist the devil? You know, perhaps you face the same temptation over and over, and it trips you up every time. I have a dear friend at the moment who's really struggling with alcoholism. And, you know, she'll make these commitments that she will never do this again. But, you know, the temptation comes and she reaches for the bottle and she feels so defeated And it might not be something as serious that perhaps you've committed that this year you want to live a healthier life and you just want to put that donut down but there's something inside of you that it's just we get stuck into bad habits but i want to know okay so if it's something that we feel we're called to do by god but we're struggling with then how do we resist the enemy and do what God has called us to do. Well, Christ left us the perfect pattern. It's found in Luke chapter four, verses one through 13. Let me read the first two verses. This is right after Christ has been baptized. He said, then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan river. He was led by the spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing at that time and became very hungry. You know, it's hard for you and I to imagine what that place is actually like. It's, if you've ever been there, you'll know this, it's stony barren slopes of the Jordan mountains toward the Dead Sea and the Jordan, river valley. And also then it was a very, very dangerous place. It's where robbers and revolutionaries, those trying to overthrow the government would gather and regular people never went there. They avoided the wilderness at all costs, but not Jesus. He followed the Holy Spirit in faith. And for 40 days and 40 nights, he was alone, without family, without friends, that fellowship with no food, only one other person ventured into the desert with Jesus, and that was the devil. This, I don't know if you've thought about this before, but this is such a powerful story because it had to come from Christ's lips, because other than the enemy, he was the only one there. So he was the one who told this story. So think about it, for over a month, no food at all. And this wasn't a requirement of Jewish law, Christ was setting a pattern for us. When we are in the battle of our lives with the enemy, we need to be face to face with God, all distractions gone. I think it's interesting that the children of Israel wandered for 40 years in the desert and got it all wrong. Now Christ will face down the enemy for 40 days and nights and he will overcome. But we come to the first temptation in verse three. This is what the devil says. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell the stone to become a loaf of bread. Now that seems like such a simple thing. You're hungry. You are God. There are stones all around. So why not? meet your own needs. Just turn one or two of them into bread. So how did Jesus respond? This is what we read in Luke 4, 4. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Why was what the enemy proposing wrong? He wanted Jesus to use his power for his own needs. Christ was on mission from the Father to obey To serve, not to serve himself. One of our greatest temptations is grounded in our hunger. And that shows up in all sorts of different ways. It can be um, sex, which can be a powerful temptation. You know, I used to think that it was only men who struggled with online pornography until I got a letter from a young college student. And she told me how much she struggles with online pornography and that she's not alone. And I was so grateful for her honesty. It gave me a new thing to pray for. So it can be in the area of sex, but it can be in the area of food, it can be stuff. You know, we want a bigger house, we want a nicer car. Whatever it is, there's a hunger. We want it and we want it now. And what Jesus did, how he went against that temptation was he made it really clear no we don't live just by the things that make us feel good now the next temptation was devastating if Jesus had said yes to this temptation there would have been no hope for you and for me this is what we read then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I'll give it all to you if you will worship me. Satan took Christ high on a mountain and showed him the kingdoms of the world and offered them to him. The kingdoms of the world encompassed the great Roman Empire, But Christ was on his way to the cross. What Satan was saying, forget the cross. You don't have to do it that way. I'll give you everything you want without the suffering. You might be tempted to think Satan had nothing to offer. But in John 14, Jesus said this, I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. Now, we know this as we look to the future. Revelation 11 tells us this, the world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. But what Satan was offering Jesus in the wilderness that day was a shortcut to the glory without the suffering. If Jesus, the only sinless man, had said, yes, we would all be lost, but he did not. Jesus replied, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Satan is always happy to offer you, to offer me, an easy way out of pain and suffering. Do you find yourself in a, a tough place right now? You know, maybe you've been waiting on God to show up, and quite honestly, you're tired of waiting and you're tempted just to take an easy way out. I got a letter from a woman, and it was a heartbreaking letter. She said, you know, all my life I wanted to honor God. I was single and I wanted to, I knew that God was going to bring the right husband and I waited and I waited and I got tired of waiting. So I just went to a bar one night and I met a guy and now we're married and I'm miserable. See, what Satan will offer us looks tempting. The thing is, God loves us. The enemy hates us. He will never offer anything good. It might look good in a moment, but it will disappear very, very quickly. I don't know what you struggle with, but when I look at what was offered to Christ, I mean, Jesus knew the path that was ahead. He knew the agony that awaited him for crucifixion. He knew the agony that was going to be in the garden and the separation from his father. And he was being offered, you know, here's what you love. You can have it all. You don't have to suffer. And how did Christ resist? By using the Word of God. Christ always directed attention back to the Word of God. This is our shield. When you feel tempted, keep your Bible close by. This is our shield. Well, the final temptation is this, then the devil took him to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, he will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. That was a temptation to show who you are, show the world. You know, you're gonna go out there and preach and nobody's gonna to listen to you, but you could prove to them in an instant how much power you have, what you can do for them. You know, he took Jesus to Jerusalem, the highest point of the temple. And he told him, look down on this beautiful city of people you love. They will really be at your foot in a minute if you listen to me. And then, you know, of course, Satan couldn't quote scripture. He quotes Psalm 91. Verses 11 and 12. Basically, he's saying, come on, Jesus, God's faithful. He'll rescue you in midair. Everyone will see and they'll all fall at your feet. Your ministry, your mission will be accomplished. I'll help a little. Just quickly jump off and wait for God to show up. Almost as if he's tempting God to keep his promise. But when we read God's word, it is so important that we read it in context that we read the whole word of God you know we can take one verse out of context and build a whole theology around it but it's bad theology because let me read this to you what satan quoted was psalm 91 verses um, 11 and 12 he didn't quote what came before 9 and 10 say this if you make the lord your refuge If you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. Satan can quote scripture, but he will take it out of context. It's not enough just to find one verse that you like and copy that out and live your life by it. We need to understand the whole canon of scripture. And Christ showed us how he resisted the enemy prayer. Prayer is huge. You know, in 2019, I have a fresh commitment in my own personal life to commit to to praying. You know, you'd think at this stage and age in my life, well, you must do that all the time. I don't, but I want to. I want to rediscover the power there is in aligning my will with the will of God. And the other thing that Christ did was obedience. He simply obeyed God. And then The power of the Word of God. Now think about this. If the Son of God used the Word of God to combat the enemy of God, why would you and I think that we could or should do anything differently? I feel as if I've had a bit of a kind of a wake up call at the beginning of a new year. I feel as if the Lord's saying, I want you to get back to the very basics you know, we see what's going on around us every day. But I want you to remember that we don't battle against flesh and blood. But there are there's spiritual battles going on. And you and I get to live differently. And if you're facing some great temptation, how do you overcome that? I think of my friend, you know, who's struggling with, you know, with the bottle. And I don't know what that's like, but I, I, I know it has to be. Horrible. So what she does now is I've said, okay, the minute that you feel that, pick up the phone and call me. I don't care if it's three in the morning. That's why we have the body of Christ. We need one another. I would really encourage you to find an accountability partner. Now, not somebody who's gonna judge you. You need that like you need a hole in the head. I mean, somebody who's gonna love you, um, but encourage you to be more like Jesus. Find an accountability partner. And when you're struggling, just say help. But I really encourage you in your own spiritual life to carve out some time to pray. And something I've started to do is, um, when I was speaking last time at Saddleback Church, they gave me this fun little basket in my hotel room. And one of the things was just a blank notebook with the word worship in front. So now in the morning, you know, I'll do my daily devotional, my Bible reading, but then I'll sit with this blank journal and a pencil. And I just wait, I'll wait on the Lord to speak to me. And then I study God's word. That's how Jesus resisted the devil. And it said, then the devil left him for a season. So when James tells us, resist the devil and he will flee from you, use the power of prayer, simple obedience to God, lining your will up with the word of God and then studying scripture so that you know what God's word says. We have not been left defenseless. This is the sword of the spirit. Keep it close at all times. One of the things I have realized is some of the missions we get to do here at Life are more challenging than others. And what I'm about to introduce to you is very challenging. There are places on the earth where the enemy seems to have such a strong hold but we are coming in in the name of Jesus to make a difference watch
2: this
3: ria had a very happy childhood with a close knit family and community until the day everything changed she was 18 when a close, trusted family friend asked her to travel with him to visit his wife. As they embarked on the trip, this friend offered her a cool drink on a hot afternoon. The next three days were a blur, and confusion gave way to fear when Ria realized she was locked in a brothel.
2: Uh, I
3: Ria initially refused to cooperate. Several days of severe beatings and starvation buried her will to fight and forced her to submit. Her new life placed her in a daily lineup where her body was sold to as many as 12 men per day.
2: I'm a boy, I'm a boy, I'm a boy, I'm a boy, i ek a boy, I'm a boy, I'm a boy, i a i a
3: after years of isolation and enslavement, deliverance drew near. A targeted rescue effort successfully liberated Ria and a number of other girls. Thankfully, Ria has a new chance at life, but the work is not done the tentacles of traffickers continue to spread throughout Asia and beyond, snagging untold thousands of daughters, sisters, friends. As the hands and feet of Jesus, our reach must extend farther and our endurance must run deeper. Too many girls still need a lifeline.
1: This is just the worst kind of evil, absolutely demonic from the pit of hell. I just recently got back from a trip, and every time I'm in Southeast Asia, I see things that I've never seen before, and I can't even imagine such evil. On this last trip, we were shown all down one street, there were brothels with young girls, and some of them very young, and right across the street, it was hard for me to even imagine that this was true, was a hotel that had been built specifically for pedophiles. Who would fly in and say, you know, I want a six-year-old for three days. Absolutely sickening. And I got to look into one of the little cells where these girls were kept, and the lock was on the outside of the door. This is not just, you know, there's some things we talk to you about, and it's, it's a different kind of issue. You know, where there are children who need food, or there's people who need clean water or shoes. But this is the kingdom of God coming up against the kingdom of the enemy, absolute evil. And I believe the only hope and the only help is the body of Christ. And I'm so grateful. We have some partners and you may well be watching, you may be one of them who have said, listen, we get how evil this is. So we're gonna partner with you. So what we have is that we have a matching gift of $320,000. Because what we want to do is to be able to, to reach, to rescue, and also to restore 5,000 girls trapped in sex trafficking. So if you are able to say, give, it used to be if you could give $128, then we would be able to rescue one girl. But because of our matching gift, if you're able to give $128, now two girls, we will grab hold of their hands. And that might be a little much for you and your budget, I get that. But now, if you're able to give $64, our partners will match that with you and together rescue one child. 1,280 will rescue 20 girls. So please, this is not something that we can turn a blind eye to. As long as this exists on the earth, you and I, as sons and daughters of the King of Kings, have got to do something. This is a billion dollar industry, very very well organized, very well funded. And you and I, in the name of Jesus, need to be equally organized. But even more than that, ours is bathed in prayer and the Holy Spirit. So I'm asking you to act now. Would you please go to your phone, make the best gift possible, go online. Let's do this in Jesus' name.
0: Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help with bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today, you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be doubled to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount, we'll send you the Promises of Christ gift book filled with beautiful photographs, scriptures, stories, and commentary from James Robinson. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Names of Jesus throw. This beautifully woven blanket features the names of Jesus in many languages. It'll make a lovely addition to your home and serve as a beautiful reminder and spiritual comfort to the Lordship of our Savior. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful new bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
1: Honestly, I don't think anything quite prepared me for, for this trip. I sat down and talked to a young girl who was basically sold into trafficking by her mother and father. And when they need more money, instead of them finding a way to get it, then they turn to their daughters. One of them is 15 now and the other one is 17. They have been basically sold every night in a karaoke bar where they have to persuade these men, these clients, to drink a lot and then they have to be willing to go and sleep with these men. And when I look into the eyes of these little girls, they're just, they're just little girls. This cannot be their future. I feel like once we know something, you can't unknow it. And that's why we are here on behalf of Life Today, behalf of Life Outreach International, because we have to reach these girls before we can rescue them, before we can restore them. And that's our commitment to these girls. Not only do we want to sit down and talk with you, we want to get you out of the place where you are and put you in a safe place so that you can begin the healing process of being restored. And we're doing it all in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much, please keep calling. Whenever I get back from a trip like that, it's so hard for the first few days, I'm literally lying in my bedroom floor praying and beseeching God that somehow we're able to communicate with you how urgent this need is these young girls are there right now we have some beautiful gifts to give the promises of Christ you will love that it's a beautiful book James has shared some insight in there that I know you'll love and that lovely throw as well to have in your home but let's determine that on our watch we will not allow this evil to flourish so go to your phone make the best gift possible thank you so much for being with me today on life today I'm Sheila Walsh God bless you I'll see you next time
0: Tomorrow on Life Today, this former porn star is now a pastor's wife and an evangelist reaching out to people in the adult film industry. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.